0: Hey friends! Welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans. Um, This week I want to talk about our checklist. We've had a lot of people ask about this checklist that we talk about in our clinics in our videos and everything else. Um, First of all, I'll start out by talking about having a process. Having a process is really important to me. the mules really, and horses too, donkeys the same, really enjoy a process. And sticking to your standard um, is important and this checklist gives you a way to measure your progress in the process and gives you a way to measure the advancement of these standards that you have. If you are random, I mean you could just go down the arena anytime you want, like drive down to your local fairgrounds arena and hang out for a little bit somebody's going to show up and just watch them ride for a minute most people will just come out there and you'll see them do really random things and it's kind of funny too because i've sometimes i'll go down the arena and i'll do something and i'll notice that the person is kind of doing what i'm doing and it's not because they know who i am or anything because most of the time i go somewhere they don't know who i am or what i do so it's not like they're like trying to learn from me in these cases that I'm talking about. It's just that what I do will give them an idea of what to do because they don't have a process or they don't have this checklist I'm talking about. Um, a lot of people ask me, okay Ty, so this checklist, is it like a pre-flight checklist to where you just do it before you go ride every time or what? No, this checklist is something that I do during the entire ride. I'll, I'll explain. I start at the bottom of this checklist. And I'm going to tell you all these things in just a moment. But I start at the bottom every time and I just work my way up through the entire ride. By the time I'm done with my ride, put my meal away, I have achieved what I needed to on the checklist or I've got as far as I could. Every day you're going to go through this checklist and you're going to hit the wall. What we call it. Basically, that's as far as you can advance that meal. That's that's the the hardest question that you can ask the mule to answer. That wall is something that changes daily. As you're progressing, that wall is going to get further and further away. Up the checklist. More advanced moves, basically. But these greener horses and mules, well, you're not going to get very far up the checklist before you hit this wall, and that's okay. Now, there's not necessarily a time limit I'm giving you here. This is something, if I I'd go through this checklist, if I was out on a pack trip, riding 7-8 hours or if I'm home working in the arena for 30 minutes or if I'm on a trail ride for a couple hours or even if I'm moving cows all day. Whatever it is I'm doing I'm applying these things and I go up the checklist in order every single time. Now once my mule has these things going then it shouldn't take them so long to do it. So for example step 1 would take just a little moment of time is all before I moved on to step two and three and four so if they know this stuff why well, it goes fast you know you just move up the checklist and go along and no big deal so let me kind of take you through a ride I'll just kind of talk talk you through what I do on a ride um, I have a mule right now and I'm gonna use her as an example those of you that follow me and if you've been on Facebook much or or Instagram then you guys know my mule Riata. she's a five-year-old Molly Mule um, and uh, she's in the snaffle bit progression still she's not she has not uh, graduated out of the snaffle bit so I'll just kinda of walk you through like my latest ride that I did on Riata it'll kinda of give you some kind of idea what I'm working on here so forever I will always check on my groundwork now Riata is advanced in the groundwork she has got it she's awesome she's on a loose rein she knows how to do it, and she's good at it. So she's she's advancing the groundwork. So very first thing I'll do is clear the front. So I get that front end to yield to me, the shoulders to yield to me. She does it in just a, in just a moment of time. Done. I check on a centered circle. Done. I roll the hinds, return to the circle. Done. Easy. This is just within a few moments. Then I roll the hinds, roll the front. Done. Now I'm going the other way. Roll the hinds, return to the circle on that side. Perfect. Roll the hind, roll the front on that side. I'm done. Back her up, off the lead rope. Done. All that groundwork within within probably 30 to 30 seconds to one minute. I just did what I just said um, as I'm going around. That quick, I, I can make those moves. It probably took me longer to say it than it did for me to actually do it with Riata there on the ground. Okay. So, that goes quick. Now, if there was ever a glitch in any of that groundwork, why? I would spend more time at it. I would work at a little bit longer. Um, If she seemed tight or worried or bothered, I would just keep on going. But if she checked off like she did, well, let's move on. Time to ride. So, like I'm saying, it took me about 30 seconds to a minute to do that groundwork with Riata. You you might spend 5 minutes at it. You might spend 10 minutes. You might spend an hour at it if you're just starting your mule and it's brand new and doesn't know any of this stuff, you might spend an hour or two. Don't worry about the time. Just work through it. And how do I know when to move on? Well when they've done that previous step and I didn't have to firm up to get it done. So the groundwork for example, if I went to roll the hinds, return to the circle, and I really had to get after the mule with a tail into my lead rope and kind of smack her on the butt to get her to yield the hindquarters. That's firming up. If I had to do that, they are not ready to move on to the next step. Same thing when I get in the saddle. Say I have to use the heel of my boot, or if I'm wearing a spur I have to bump them with my spurs to get them to move one way or the other. Or if I I go to stop and I have to pick up and pull on the reins or all these things. If I had to firm up to get it done, it's not a passing grade. They're not ready to move on to the next step. Okay, so keep that in mind as we go through this. So, anyways, I, got, I went through the groundwork checklist on Rieta. Okay, we're ready to ride now. So I step on. She needs to stand still to mount. Then I'll check on my lateral flexion to the left and to the right. She should stand still, bend, not past 90, but just as far as I'd ask her to go. So if I just asked her to bend to 45 degrees, she should do it. If I asked her to bend to 90, she should do it. And shouldn't move. She should stand still while I do that. After I check on my lateral flexion, I'm going to clear the front while I'm in the saddle. So I'm on the mule, I clear the front. I get the shoulders to yield one way or the other. It's just a nice way to get those mules a little sharper, moving on their haunches, which mules have a lot of trouble with. If you've been around mules long, you know what I'm talking about. They're heavy on that forehand. So one of the very first things I'll do, I'll get on, I'll clear the front. And that just helps me sharpen that a little bit to whether or not so heavy. And then I'll work on keeping them centered. If I'm in the arena... I will work on circles. If I'm going down the trail, I'm just going to work on keeping them centered between my legs, between my reins as I go down the trail. Okay, so it's the idea of keeping them centered. We've talked about that on previous podcasts. We've talked about it a lot on our Meal Tip Tuesdays that we do live on Facebook every week, and uh, in our art, in the articles I write, we've talked a lot about keeping them centered. Okay, so um, that's the second, that that's the next step. There is riding them centered. So let's just say I'm in the arena, for example, though. Um, I'll work on these centered circles. I don't want that mule pushing on me or leaning on me. And after I check it off to the left, uh, I could figure it out and go to the right for a little bit and then back to the left. And I could add serpentines at that point or figure eights or whatever I needed to. But basically, I'm riding and keeping that mule centered between my legs, between my reins, inside that imaginary rectangle that we've talked about. Okay, after my centered circles, I'm going to work on rolling the hinds, returning the circle. Or if I'm out on the trail, roll the hinds, return to the trail, whatever it is. But I'll roll the hinds all the way 360, all the way around, go back to the trail or my circle or whatever, wherever it is I'm going, wherever I'm riding. if I'm in a cow pasture, I'll do it there too. And then uh, I'll check on a one-rain stop. And by the way, I, I will stay on one side through this for a little while. I'll tell you when I'm switching sides with the lateral work. But once I start rolling the hinds, returning, I'm on one side. Then I'll do a one rein stop or a lateral stop on that side. Just check that out. And then I'm going to work on rolling the hinds, rolling the front in the saddle. Yield the hind quarters, yield the front quarters. I'm still on that same side, and I could keep going on that same side for a little while. After they've checked it off on say the left side, then I could go to the right side and I'd repeat that. Roll the hinds, return to the circle. Uh one rein stop and roll the hinds roll the front. So, it might take me a little time, for example, on Riata, the last time I rode her. I probably spent 15 minutes on those steps right there that I just mentioned. Rolling the hind, rolling the front, and those others. I'll just tinker around with that for a while. As soon as she checks it off, and I didn't have to do much to get it done, and it was a little easier, or it was better than it was before, then I move on. Then I work on riding on course on loose rain at all speeds and transitions. That's the next step on the checklist. You can do this easy going down the trail. You can do it easy in the arena. Anywhere you're at, this is easy. Work on walk, trot, and lope on course on loose rain. Some of your trail rides, you won't be able to, you're not going to be able to lope. If you're in the rough, rock, rocky country, you, you're not going to lope through all them big rocks and boulders. Now, you might not even be able to trot through some of that stuff, but you can always work on your walking speed. Slow, medium, fast walk. If I'm able to, I'm going to work on slow, medium, fast trot, and the same thing at the lope, and go through those every time. Uh, Especially if I'm starting a colt. If I'm starting a young colt, I will walk, trot, lope um, for the first 100 rides, every ride guaranteed, I'm going to do it. Um, After I can ride on course on loose rein, and I've checked that off, and it's a little bit better, then I could start working on picking up a soft fill at the walk. So as I'm as I'm traveling, whether it's on the trail or in the arena, I'll just start picking up and releasing for the soft feel. If they're a little bit more advanced, which like Riatta she is, I can pick up and hold a soft feel for some time. And that leads me to preparing for my stops on both reins. And so basically what I'll do then is pick up a soft feel, I'll sit down on my pockets, set my feet down, put some weight down the stirrups, and uh, while I'm holding that soft feel, Riatta will find a stop there. After I've got that stop, I will try to maintain that softness and ask her to back up. So I go through those pieces over and over. I might spend another half an hour on those pieces right there. Just riding around the arena, riding down the trail, whatever it is. Just going through that. Some of you might have already hit your wall by now on these things. That's okay. Once you hit the wall, and it's really difficult to achieve. So say maybe it's just picking up that soft feel. A lot of you, that is going to be a wall. I see that every week in the mulemanship classes is just picking up that soft feel while in movement, that might be your wall. That's okay. Just try it and then you back off and you can go back to all your lateral work for the rest of your entire ride. If you're out on the trail ride, oh shoot, just do all your lateral lateral work the rest of the day. That's just fine. But if you can pass it, then move on. So after I would check out the soft feel, stop and back up, then I would start working on things like a leg yield and this is easy to do down trail because you guys all know going down the trail there will be these branches that are sticking out or a big old tree limb or something or a rock or whatever just instead of turning and steering your meal away from it just leg yield them away from it that's a good way to practice leg yield out on the trail if I'm in the arena I can go up and down the arena doing leg yields no problem um, I might practice haunches in I've just started on haunches in on Riata going down the trail and on the, in the arena you pick up you know you ask for leg yield and if if I leg yield to the right, I'll do a haunches in on the left. And I can practice that all the time. That's going to set me up really nicely for things like my lead changes, which is kind of the next thing I'd work on somewhere in there is simple lead changes. I'm going to do thousands and thousands of simple lead changes before I ever ask Riata for a flying lead change. I have still not asked Riata for a flying lead change yet. I've just worked on simple lead changes. And i got a lot more to do before she gets them down. I just want them precise. So that's kind of where I got to with Riata, that's kind of her wall is those is that haunches in. A few other things that I kind of add in there and these don't necessarily have a have a spot uh, in the checklist but you need to have at least been able to pick up a soft fill and back up straight is things like backing circles. I'll back lots of circles with Riata and uh, she's going pretty good to the right, to the left it's not so good backing these circles. And you start by back in quarter circles, and then half circles, and then full circles. But like I said, that's kind of after you can pick up a soft hill and back up straight. And then it's just kind of anywhere in that list. It doesn't have to be a precise spot. So those are some things I could do there. Other things that I work on and I add on my checklist is constantly getting my mule to be finished and safe and sure and confident on the trail. I want my mule to... Crosswater, deadfall, rocks, logs, go where I ask her to go. Leave the group, ride alone, ride together, whatever, out on the mountain, out on the trail. That's what I'm into. I, I ride my mules to make trail mules, pack mules, and cow mules. That's what I'm into. I like to rope. And so that's something else I do a lot is I practice roping off of Riata and I'll set up a dummy. And I'll rope the dummy, or if I have an opportunity to rope live cattle, I will. I'll work on that all the time. And you can use all your mulemanship skills. Well, you have to use your mulemanship skills when you're ranch roping and things like that. You just have to use them. They, you can use all this lateral work to help put your mule in position. And it's so nice. I was at a branding last Saturday, and it was so nice to be able to put my mule in position to make these shots and catch correctly. And it was just nice to have a mule that moved nice. You know, it was great. So, But you apply these going down the trail. And now I, I do this in order every single ride for the rest of these mules' lives forever in order. And that gives you an, a really good way to measure your process, measure your progress, measure your standards, and see how you're doing on all those things. Don't be random. Don't just be like, all right, well, now we're going to work on a stop and rip their heads off. Well, now I guess we're going to try it kick them in the guts I I will go in order and once I have gone up the checklist and checked everything off in order then you can be random and work through these other things and I shift up and down I work on all the stuff I've already checked off but while I'm progressing up it is in order for example I'll go all the way through just like I told you to working on haunches in well after that checks off, I might go back and I might move the mules hinds and move the mules front cool all right well now i might work on leg yield cool now i might work on simple e changes cool you can do whatever you want there you know what i mean but as you're progressing what i mean is i'm not going to come out today and be like all right well today i'm going to work on a side pass and just start working on a side pass no i'm going to go through the list until i get to quality working on quality side passes which would be right after haunches in that's when i work on or, or excuse me i do haunches in shoulder in And then get to where I could dial in these side passes. So um, anyways, learning that order and staying in order and being organized is something that I've witnessed out of everybody successful that I've ever known in this horse world, in the mule world. Well, pretty much in, in all aspects of life. People that are really successful are often organized and process driven. And that's how I'm trying to be. You know, I'm not result driven, I am process driven. Because I know if I follow the process, the results will come. It reminds me when I was rodeoing, I rodeoed for the great Louis Fields. If you guys follow rodeo, you'd know who Louis Fields was. Um, great mentor. Uh, I sure miss him. He passed away a few years back of cancer. But boy, he taught me a lot about a process. And this was pertaining to rodeo, and I rode saddle bronc courses particularly. And having that process, going through that mental checklist, and then the physical checklist every time. It taught me a lot. And and then shifting gears and getting into the uh trying to advance in the mule world and the horse world and these types of things, you know, one of my mentors, Buck Brannaman, is really big on this checklist and this process and I just am so grateful that I learned it from him to go in order in this very particular order for a reason it all comes together I used to be the guy that just come out and just be real random and just do this and that and that and this and and just kinda of be all over the place and I wondered why results weren't coming or or were hard to come or were a long time coming once I started going through the process and taking the time it takes I realized that it took less time and uh, hopefully that helps you too so that's kinda of the basic checklist And it goes on from there, after you work on haunches in, you start working on shoulder in, then a half pass and a side pass, and then you get into uh, flying lead changes, Um, well one thing I do before flying lead changes is also try to develop a a decent uh, counter counter basically that means you're loping on the wrong lead so if i'm going to the left i'd be on the right lead if i'm going to the right i'd be on the left lead that's a counter counter that helps you develop the flying lead changes really nice because it's they they really want to get back to the other lead and and uh, anyways so i go to the flying lead changes and stuff from there and and just kind of keep building up and then it kind of hits a point where i just work on refinement and i can i've done everything i'm i can do with a mule that I know how to do with a mule, and it'll get to a point where I just try to do it better. Try to do more refined. It's not just something I just do it and it's done. I try to do it better all the time. All the way back down to the groundwork. Maybe in the beginning, like with Riata, when I started her, I did the groundwork with Riata because I plain didn't want to get bucked off because she was bronky, she's Hancock bred, and um, she can dang sure buck. And I didn't want to get bucked off her. so. I took the time and I did the groundwork mostly for safety, but now at this point in my relationship with Riata and our training, I do the groundwork simply for refinement, just to see how little I can do, how much I can get. Same thing as you continue and you progress with your saddle work, see how little you can do, how much you can get, how refined and how dialed in you can get all this stuff. That's where it becomes really fun. And like I've mentioned previously in other podcasts and articles and videos, I will teach my mule all these things in the snaffle bit. Everything that they'll ever need to learn will be taught in the snaffle bit. Once they know it, I progress to a hackamore, then the two rein, then the bridle. And in all those stages, it's doing the same things, but just getting them more refined. And you can apply that to anything you do. Roping, working cows, trail rides, packing, if you show whatever it is you do, you just apply that and just get it good. Then refine it, refine it, refine it, and get it better. But that's a checklist. Um, I hope that that makes sense to you. But it has really paid off for me to be process driven. You don't have to be that way, but that's the choice that I've made: is to follow this process, be very particular with it. And now I am just a believer. It has paid me off so well with so many meals now the process really works if you stick to it go through it every time and it doesn't have to be the exact same process as me or buck Brannaman or brad cameron but that's a choice that i've made so anyways hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts if you are listening to this i would love it if you would leave me a review uh, particularly on apple podcast they let you leave a five-star review and uh, let you comment. And I would sure love to hear from you. Leave a review for me. Tell me what you think of this. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends about this. And if you ever have any suggestions on things that you'd like to hear on the podcast, well, just send me an email. Ty at com, And I will see if I can talk about it. i would be happy to help you. Happy to answer your questions. So, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys listening. God bless you. And we'll see you down the road.